0: Fashion Bites, tiny sliders of fashion knowledge to entertain you. And we are back again after a little break. Uh, Welcome back folks. So let's talk about a woman that I know her since I was a teen through my grandma. I have watched her movies and I actually admire her also a lot. Marilyn Monroe. As we know, later this year a new biopic called Blonde will be released on Netflix starring Anna de Armas as Marilyn. Based on Joyce Carroll Soute's novel of the same name, Blonde is a fictional account of the two lives of a woman born Norma Jean Monterson who will forever be celebrated as Marilyn. Seen seductively, Norma Jean was the California sweetheart, smiling happily on the beach, her hair falling in soft curls around her face, wearing a sweater and slacks. Marilyn Monroe, by contrast, was the sex symbol, the vamp diva, who wore nothing to bed but Chanel No. 5, a serenated JFK, while sewn into a flesh color Jean-Louis dress, glistening in rhinestones. stones. Whilst Monroe dresses have become some of the most riveted fashion items in history, in truth, the actor was not such an extravagant daily dresser. Her imans may have been carefully crafted and precisely exercised, both by herself and the studios that directed it, but clothes were merely a vehicle for Mary. While she wore pieces by the American designers James Galanos and Kil Chapman, and had a number of favorite looks by Lamben. Monroe never cultivated a powerful relationship with the fashion designer in the way that Audrey Herbon did with Givensy, which is perhaps indicative of her attitude to style in general. It was something to be used as a tool rather than passionately fated. On screen, Monroe's presence was largely crafted by costume designer William Travilla, who frequently worked with 20th Fox Century on its blockbuster production. It was Travilla who created the dresses that he, the legend of Marilyn is most close associated with. The pink strapless dress in which she performed Diamonds are a girl's best friend, the rest slats to the thighs spangles worn by both Marilyn and Jane Russell in gentlemen, prefer Blondes, the daringly low-cut gold-pleated lamé dress from How to Marry a Millionaire, and of course the white halter neck from the 7 year Itch*. Inevitably, there was some crossover between the life of Mary Leo Celluloid and Norma Jean out and about in Hollywood. She knew how to turn on the glitch when required. She wore the gold-pleated dress from How to Marry a Millionaire, against Ravilla's advice to collect an award at the Beverly Hills Hotel, resulting in numerous front page splashes the next day. On another occasion, she wore the red dresses from the movie Niagara, at a party held in her favor. None of these gowns tell as much about Norma Jean the woman, however. This was just her movie star persona, this was Marilyn. Away from the spotlight, her gatherer was absolutely minimal, with the actress returning to a few key pieces again and again. In her private life, she dressed in the manner of the serious actor she was so desperate to become, rather than that the performative, tambourine persona within which casting directors had caged her. While she had her tricks, famously sewing marbles into her chambers to make her breasts more prominent, She was refreshingly modern in her sartorial choices and understood the balance of great style, particularly from the mid-50s onwards. During her New York phase, when she studied with actors, studio director Lee Strasberg and married playwright Arthur Miller, she favoured more somber ensembles, shirts and cabri parts, black sweaters and dresses, enveloping beige and cream fur coats. In her book, Marilyn in Manhattan, Her Year of Joy, Elizabeth Winder, details a makeover overseen by Amy Green, the wife of photographer Milton Green, with whom the star stayed in Connecticut in 1954. According to Green, whenever she needed something to go out, she go to her friend in the garden robe department on 20th. She She'd borrow something and then the next morning she bring it back with a $50 bill slipped in. In place of those borrowed dresses, Green brought Marilyn pieces from the Annie Klein and commissioned George Nardillo and Norman Norrell to create a selective wardrobe for her. The result was a capsule collection of black seed and slip sexy but simple and perfectly in tune with Marilyn's aesthetics. Winter explains. Its dress was skin tight just the way she liked it, but in slipper slipper satin somber black rack, but as they looked refreshingly natural, more curvy than the bombshell. She liked them so much she had made copies, supplementing the couture originals with cheaper versions, shown by 7th Avenue dressmakers. Aside from this, Monroe's love for denim encapsulated a wholehearted American mood. Her turn in Lady Levi's in The Misfits helped popularize blue denims for women. While several pairs of her jeans were sold at Christie's, record-breaking 1999 sale of her personal effects with Tommy Hilfiger snapping up the pairs she wore on River of No Return for an extraordinary $37,000 as well as a pair of square-toe cowboy boots from The Misfits for $75,000. In terms of her shoes, Monroe adored Salvatore Ferragamo, from whom she would order multiple pairs of the same 3 inch heel court shoe with a more comfortable half wood, half metal stiletto that Ferragamo had patterned for her. Her devotion to the brand, also a favorite of Orde Herbon, proved so enduring that it states a retrospective exhibition at its Florence Gallery in 2013 to mark the 50th anniversary of her death. Included in the displays were a number of pumps, including a red Swarovski encrusted pair, which was sold for $48,300 at Christie's. Again, the contrast between the star-on and off-screen wardrobes stood out. She paid little attention to the endless changes in fashion, the so-called trends, and loved simplicity to the point that her clothing was meant just to be worn, and not shown off. Clothing that didn't include extras, not even jewelry, which she would give away to her friends. Take, for example, the string of mikimoto pearls gifted to Monroe by Emperor Hirohito he during her honeymoon in Japan with her second husband, Joe DiMaggio, which she gifted to Stratsberg's daughter after she admired it. She was never beholden to material items, happily scattered them among her loved ones. To the only contradiction to her predilection for classically-hued pieces was a fondless for Emilio Pucci's brightly colored jersey designs which suited California for in the sun. A lime green Pucci blouse would be the last outfit she was photographed in before her death in August 1963 and she was buried in a peppermint colored Pucci dress. Chosen by her housekeeper for the funeral because Monroe loved it so much. Yet, almost 60 years on from her passing, Monroe's name remains synonymous with classic Hollywood glamour. Bouncy blonde curls, flashing fl- of lipstick, and glitzy gowns feature prominently across the remains of merchandise, which to this day lucrative lies in her name. At some point in the mid 50s, Marilyn signed a new calendar. For Travilla, with the words, Billy dear, please dress me forever, I love you, Marilyn, and in some ways, given the stigma of her image to his creations. No matter what, Norma Jean, aka Marilyn, has been a symbol of style for over half a decade now. Follow us here on Up so you can have your Sunday knowledge of fashion bites. Every Sunday we'll be coming with a new little slider of fashion. Enjoy your week ahead!